Hey there, I am Chris Armfield, and you are listening to podcast number two, and I am here with my good Asian friend. Oliver Wong. Oliver Wong, buddy. How are you? I'm doing so well. It's good to be with you, buddy. It is good to be with you as well. Listen, city groups exist because faith is meant for community. And I've learned and I'm learning that my faith thrives, it grows, it's like a greenhouse, an incubator when it's set in the context of community. And I found that my faith contends to be small and constrained when I'm in isolation. Oliver, you're going to be talking a lot about what it looks like to be in a support and stir culture. That's what we're going to be talking about today in the midst of our conversations about foundations. Foundations are the first five city group meetings that we're going to be in together, and it's really helping us understand what a healthy city group culture looks and feels like. So I'm really excited to hear your thoughts, Oliver, about what it looks like to support what it looks like to stir, how that works within a group context. And we're going to get to the send component because we always have those three-legged stool, if you will, the support, the stir, the send. But we're going to really focus in on support and stir because on a week-to-week basis, that's what we're talking about. So I'm really looking forward to hearing that from you and how you think about it. So, Oliver, what's the thought of the day for you, buddy? Um, well, I had some bad news uh, on Sunday. I had a great time on Sunday preaching, brought up City Grouper, my, my fish, on the stage. Uh, he's an introvert. I found out okay. pretty quick. He did not like enjoy himself up there, and I did not ask him. I had to repent. Wow. Uh, he got green in his face when he got home. It could have had to do with the fact that I didn't purify the water real well, mm. but uh, I preached on community, and then I killed the fish in the bowl. Wow. He, he He's still alive, though. He's still with us. We prayed, and he's still with us, and I'm excited he's still with us. I've got two really great things to take away from that one. One, I was confused that he was blue and not green because our City Lights colors are green. So the fact that he turned green is probably supernatural. Number two, purifying the water. And the water represents community. So can we talk about toxic environments at one of the podcasts? We probably should. And how it can kill a city grouper or a city group. I love it. Listen, you mentioned city grouper and your sermon uh, I just want to say that the sermon on community or others-mindedness, our faith thriving in the context of community, was, uh, I want to put you know an accolade on it, not for the sake of that we need to, but it was the most thorough sermon and talk I've ever heard on groups. And I told you that the effectiveness of it and the things you shared were just so significant in my mm-hmm. own journey. Uh, my wife agreed, and everybody I've talked to has agreed. In fact, I want to play a clip of your sermon, specifically one part that has stood out and I've heard people talking about. So let me play this clip, and then we'll jump into what a support culture looks like. That, they, that others would know me, Acts 2, that numbers would be added. And right here, that every time we meet, we're not only meeting here, but we're sent for there. And our relationship somehow is not only good news for us, but it's good news for others. And so this is what we're talking about here. We're not talking about cheers. We're not talking about just, hey, let's hang out in the hot tub of community and just show up. There's a washing of hands. You see this picture here? That we have an agenda. There's a consideration. That word actually consider is found again in Hebrews 3.1 when it says to consider God, to be a student of his ways, to watch, to study, to know him. In the same way that we need to consider him, we also consider one another. We should be a student of how can I stir uh, Josh up? How can I stir Caleb up? How can I make his life richer? Lastly, encourage Support. You might underline encourage and write the word support. This is our, our third value. Support. 
We believe that biblical communities are not just there to kind of hang out, you know, like in, in the Jungle Book or whatever, those, those buzzers are all like, oh, what do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? I don't know what, what you want to do. Don't stop that again. You know, like we're not just there with no intention. You see what I'm saying? There's a consideration. There's a, there's a okay, when I come to the door, I want to think about how I look. I want to think about am I on time? I want to think about all this stuff. But the biggest thing I want to think about is how can I exalt Jesus in this moment? How can I host an encounter in this moment? This is what, this is what they're talking about, and, and we will not access this grace until we're available to this kind of stuff. So support, the last one, you know, I don't know if you've ever run before, you know, it, it's the running, to, there's a lot of Hebrews in here that talks about running. Running is like the gospel, right? The gospel's actually not complicated. You don't need to know Greek to work the gospel. It's just very hard. So you're running, and I don't, I don't need somebody in the crowd going, Left, right, left, right, left, right. Like, I don't need somebody to tell me how to do this. Like, it's actually not complicated, right? Love God, love people. Love God, love people. Love God. Well, here's what I do know. I need your encouragement. Like, to live the gospel doesn't take a degree. It takes a massive amount of courage. So I need you to come alongside me and, and not to tell me, you know, a new thing to do or anything. I just need you to come alongside me and say, you can do this. Wow, that's that's huge. So, Oliver, you talked about running. For those of you who aren't there, you were running on stage, left, right, left, right. The whole idea that uh, it's not that running's so difficult or that it's it's complicated. It's just difficult to do. And you talked about how encouragement needs to be there. And you're describing a support culture. So, give us more. I'm hungry. You know, what else do you have there for us? What does a support culture look like? Yeah, I want to get to the heart of this matter about the support culture because um, ultimately I think there's lots of people out there that have a lot of wisdom, biblical insight, uh, testimony that they can share this stir others with. But a, a lot of a lot of times, unfortunately, because there's no support and there's no trust and no encouragement, there's lots of people with wisdom and that wisdom goes to waste because there's no relationship uh, ties and foundation in order to even share that truth. Huh. So I just really feel that um, support as a foundational piece, this is called Podcast Foundations, is going to be critical for making um, any advancement of the kingdom and any any type of growth. I think the core of this whole thing in support, when we say that word, it really comes down to value, Chris. I think that mm. we support the things that we value. You know, I value yeah, my sure. phone, so I make sure I protect it. I make sure I take care of it. Mm. Um, I brought this up in city group leaders training. I said, if I was up here and LeBron James came up next to me, um, the room would begin to change. And I think everybody <laughs> nodded and said so because. Uh, we value him. We value him because of his competency, because of what he's done um, on the court. We value him because of his wealth. How much more so should we value uh, children of God? Hmm. Um, uh, I think it's anti-theological. It's against our our belief system to support a celebrity but not support the one in front of us. Hmm. Um, Jesus supported and valued everyone he talked to. Support is the reason why I would call somebody. It's the reason why I'd give them eye contact when I'm talking. It's the reason why I'd ask a follow-up question. I guarantee you, if LeBron James called you right now, you would pick up the phone. Are there people in your life that, that would call you that you'd value less than that and you wouldn't pick up the phone for? These are the types of questions we need to think about because I think the core of support is who do you value? Who do you value hmm. and why do you value people? Um, so support lends itself towards towards uh, giving of all sorts of the five love languages, words of affirmation. We, we value people, so we give them words of after, affirmation. We give them our time. We give them our consideration and so forth. And we see this modeled in Jesus. Um, 
uh, ministry to disciples. Um, there's massive amounts of support that he gives us because he loves us. For example, one really you know prominent ones is, is when he says to all of us that we should come to him if we're weary or, or heavy laden mm-hmm. um, because uh, he's going to give us rest so in, in the sense that it, even though he's not tired, we're tired. And mm-hmm. if we're tired, we can come to him and he's going to lend us his rest. He's going to give us things because he values us. Uh, another one that I thought of that comes to mind is the idea that we don't need to be anxious. And he says, just as the lilies of the field are covered as, as the birds of the air are, are covered and taken care of, how much more does he value us? And so he supports us and gives us the things that he need, that we need because he's a good father. All of this, of course, and the last one that I'd bring up is, is based on the idea of John 3.16. He loved us so much he wouldn't leave us alone. Uh, he loved us so much it's because of his great love for us that he sent his son. And so again, we can see the action is support. It's love. It's tenderness. It's compassion. It's uh, giving um, up out of generosity. But the why is consistent. Whether it's Jesus or us, we are supporting someone and something, and we're supporting it because of value. Mm-hmm. Jesus supported us because he valued us, and we support others in our group and in our family because we value them. What you said is really clear. Uh, it's helpful. It makes sense. I think there's some listeners, and this will be a good example, who know about LeBron James but could care less. In <laughs> fact, they actually pick up their phone because he's talking. Uh-huh. What I mean by that, though, is not about LeBron James. Uh, this is just a heart diagnostic. What if I don't care about the person sharing in my group? If we're new to it. She's so different than me. He's mm. so different than me. So I get the whole support thing. I want to be supported. But what do I do? I mean, you talked in the last uh, podcast about fake community isn't one of the things that we're up against with support mm. that I genuinely don't have value towards you and I want to support you. Like, could you talk to me briefly? I just think it's a heart diagnostic. How mm-hmm. does how does support grow? How do I actually start caring for the person across the room who I probably won't even think about or talk about until next week? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's an issue. Uh, like you said, I think there's a, f- a false humility and a false love that comes out of trying to try hard to value people. I think that's what you're Mm. suggesting that our Mm -hmm. actions are trying to fake something that we just really don't have a value for. I think you do need to go to the core of it and you do need to value at your heart. I think it is a hard issue. Um, I think here's what I will say, Chris, no matter if we do value the person or not, doesn't change their value. You know, if I showed Mm. you a diamond right now, you might look at it and you don't really think it has value. You might treat it like trash. Well, you throw it in a trash can. It doesn't change the fact that it's worth something. Mm. And so, um, Ultimately, it's God's word that matters more than my opinion. He mm-hmm. values people, and everyone's worth uh, what happened on Calvary. Everybody's worth the death of Jesus. That's that's what we see in Scripture. And so I think it's really about seeing things through a new set of eyes. It's not trying harder. It's seeing better. That's good. It's seeing other people's value. And I, I heard a, a pastor one time say, he said, I don't open my mouth and speak to anyone until I remember and recognize the uh the affection that Christ has for them mm. until I can really perceive in the spiritual and the supernatural, the, uh, the pleasure that God's, that God's gaze rests on people. I don't open my mouth because it's, it's not agreeing with scripture and ultimately mm. it's confounding or it's getting in the way of what God wants to do. I, that last statement getting in the way. Um, I feel like that's a good segue into practical. Mm. So your answer was just really good. And it, it made me want to lean into practicals and go, okay, well, how can we build support culture with people who, and this is not insulting for you as a listener. Uh, this, if, if I was up preaching, I would say this is a heart diagnostic that you don't care about others well, but that's okay. That's where you're at. We don't want you to stay there, nor does Jesus. 
But Oliver, how do we build a support culture? And when you just said we can get distracted or something gets in the way, I was thinking, well, are there practical ways before our heart is doing it? Are there some practical things we can do to help us um, develop and build that culture of support, even for ourselves? Mm, yeah, I think uh, if we just stand that idea of value, you know, one of the things that in scripture and in life we talk about is gold. And um, I think the, the phrase that I like to, to use and, and think about as I lens through in, in conversation with people is just seeing the golden people. Um, another way of saying this is um, honoring who someone is without stumbling over who they're not. Um, a lot of times you could have a perfectly white, it's, it's like having a perfectly white shirt, a nice clean dress shirt and getting a, a little stain of mustard on it. A lot of times we're so focused and we're looking mm. for the flaws in others. We're staring at that mustard stain, but we don't see the fact that there's tons and tons of great things going on. Um, I think a support culture believes that um, focusing on the mustard stain is much less powerful and much more full of fear and doubt than focusing on the gold and focusing on what God is doing rather than focusing on what's not. I think that if, if we were to turn our gaze and change the way we're seeing things towards seeing people's value and understanding who they are before they're not, um, we'll see that our actions, our thoughts, um, our, our comments would begin to follow what we're looking at. Yeah. Um, so just a couple practicals would be, as I mentioned in the podcast before, undivided attention, um, keeping the cell phones away, listening to people's stories, celebrating with them when they're celebrating you know, mourning with them when they're mourning. I think these are all ways that we can value. I think another one is just the five love languages. You consider that people in your life that you know, um, let alone people you, you've yet to meet in city group. Love uh, can look like time. It can look like um, appropriate touch. It can look like uh, words of affirmation. It can look like acts of service. We do these things for people that we have value for. That's mm -hmm. the fruit of value. So mm -hmm. um, I think uh, it's all about just trying to figure out how can I communicate value to others in practical ways. Mm. That's good. I think that's going to be a good challenge for us. I've got a challenge for you. You ready? Yeah. On the count of three, you got to say what you think of when I say the word stir. One, two, three, stir. I'm, I think of Winnie the Pooh, and he's got his, his mitt inside of a... Oh, stirring it. Yeah. You know what I thought of? What? James Bond, shaking, not stick. Oh, good one. <laughs> However... Yeah. We want to be people who are stirred so that we're not shaken. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. Good one, good one. No, but tell me, so from Winnie the Pooh to James Bond, <laughs> what does a stir culture look like? Yeah, stir culture embraces uh, challenge. And um, it's the opposite of a cozy culture. A cozy culture mm -hmm. is where people's feelings matter more than faith. People's feelings matter more than truth. And ultimately, we're, we're caring more about emotion than we are about truth. Mm. Um, a challenge culture is not is right in sync with really what what Jesus did. Jesus was not afraid of challenge. He told Peter that he's going to build the rock, build the church on him, and call him the rock. But then, right into the next verse, uh, he goes and and says, "Peter, you're acting like the world right now. You're acting like Satan. Get behind me, Satan." He's mm -hmm. not afraid of using challenge. Um, because he realizes that um, real love involves challenge. This yeah. side of heaven, because of our brokenness, because of our sinfulness, real love looks like bringing people to Jesus. And sometimes that hurts. Sometimes that's hard. And sometimes that means going through um, tough, tough seasons because of the brokenness inside of us. So uh, a lot of the, the saying I think of in terms of challenge, in terms of stirring is, you know, with our friends, with our family, it's okay to not be okay, but it's not mm. okay to stay that way. You know, I see the value in you, but I love you too much. Um, I love you too deeply, and the, and the love of God is too 
uh, fierce for you mm-hmm. to just leave you where you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we want to take steps towards Jesus together. And so as Stir Culture just asked us, how can we take steps towards Jesus? And how can we spur one another on, even if it hurts, um, so that we can fully uh, live out our faith uh, the way that it was intended? When I uh, thought of stir, when we were really understanding this language from Hebrews 10, it says, which stir up love and good works. My mainstay was talking about my son's staph infection he had on his leg and that Greek word in the original biblical language, it means to provoke and pierce. And I was right. talking about how he had to cut it open. And that was kind of like, I think stir in the early couple weeks of our church, it meant something scary. Mm. And then I heard you guys talk about um, how you were stirred in student ministry. And and I was curious what it was. And it was all about encouragement mm-hmm. <laughs> and celebrating what God was up to. And I went, oh, that's stirring too. That makes me go, wow, look what God did. And some stirring is, oh, look what, look what I was doing. So could you talk a little bit about what a healthy stirring culture looks like and how can we build a healthy culture, because I like what you talked about with Jesus, and I like how you talk about challenge, but some challenges don't feel good, and some challenges are just massively inspiring. Mm. Talk to us a l- more about stir so that we feel better about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think um, that that example I used earlier about Peter, um, that was a discipleship relationship. I think uh, uh, those types of puncturing and piercing conversations are needed. Um, but, um, a lot of times, at least, at least in my experience in my life, a lot of times they've been, um, really reserved to high trust relationships. And that's Mm -hmm. when, that's when the enemy is really blocked out because there's so much love and trust and support built into it that I know that you're not trying to use or manipulate me. I know you're, you're trying to help me. Mm -hmm. And when that's communicated in a one-on-one process, then we can really have hard puncturing relationships. But I would say the lion's share, the majority of what I've seen in a healthy discipling culture in a small group scenario or in a church scenario really looks a lot less like, hey, you're doing this wrong and really looks a little more like, hey, let's look at Jesus and, and uh, how, how his way is better. Yeah, and so, so, so even if you could picture in your mind's eye as you're listening to this, instead of opposing someone in stirring and going head to head with them, so to speak, or a come to Jesus moment kind mm-hmm. of thing, mm-hmm. it's turning your shoulder on a 180 degree pivot and, and going shoulder to shoulder with a brother or sister and gazing and beholding Jesus in front of you together. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's let's look at Jesus together, whether it's in his scripture or whether it's in our lives. Um, and I shared that last Sunday, it's sharing of truth and the sharing of testimony that is designed to activate. That's that's mm-hmm. the, that's really the the commodity that God has given us. I think more than anything mm-hmm. is his truth and his testimony by mm-hmm. blood of the land and the, and the uh, and his testimony that we have we have overcome, um, his truth and and our testimony is one of the best ways that we can help to stir one another. And so I think just mm. being intentional about that, going back to even if podcast one, if you haven't listened to it about sharing your story, yeah, that's designed. It, it it comes from heaven. It was written in heaven. He's the author and the perfecter. And when it hits the earth, it is it is designed and it, and it comes pregnant with the ability to stir others and duplicate that testimony in somebody else's life. So I really think those are two powerful weapons, truth and testimony, to stir one another. Well, you also just gave us a really good picture. Uh, you know, stirring, if it's a doctor cutting our leg open, I'm glad I, I don't hang out with that doctor because I'm mad at him right now. He did something to me. You just gave a very different picture. So if someone's hurting, you said go with them, hold mm. them, uh, be shoulder to shoulder with them. They're... It also reminds me of some of your practicals. When you talk about undivided attention, I keep thinking about 
my city group just we all commit our phones to the ottoman and we give each other undivided because we don't have an option to touch our phones mm. but there's a withness with it and I, I think that cures some of the heart diagnostic of um i don't care about other people or i don't want to hear your story i don't like the way you talk give them undivided attention get in it with them i just heard you say whatever the stir is mm-hmm. get in it with them Mm -hmm. Uh, that's right. That's like, that's love. It's presence. I'm in this with you kind of thing. So I think in a city group context, that reminds me back to your practicals of me too, which is really saying, I'm not going to hijack. I'm going to, I'm going to get in and feel with you. And when I don't understand, I'm going to ask you Mm -hmm. and I'm going to give you undivided attention. So I don't know. It's stir. Even as I heard you, it's taking another facet, which is, it's not something I'm going to do to you or do for you. It's something I'm going to do with you. Yeah. I mean, to bring it back to even your analogy, let's remember the one that's holding the scalpel that's over Liam is the Lord. You're oh. not holding the scalpel. If we were yeah, to look at that good. analogy and really break it down, you're the friend. You're the one that, as you shared the story, uh, as you preached it, and we didn't get into it today, but you talked about how you had to hold him down and to comfort right. him. And to, but at the same time, you weren't letting him go. You yeah. weren't letting him run away from Jesus. Yeah. So I think if we were to assign roles in this thing, we're the friend. We're the yeah. one that's bringing our other friend to Jesus. Not that we're better, that we don't have things in our legs as well. But at this time and in this moment, we're going to, we're going to God, because we love Liam so much, we're going to take him before the master physician. And yeah. he's going to hold the knife. He's going to be the one that disciples. He's the one that changes. We don't have power to do any of that stuff. Yeah. We plant, we water, we pray, but God's the one that brings the, the increase. Yeah. Wow. I just want a, a quick word to city group leaders. Uh, when you're frustrated, irritated, discouraged, disappointed by maybe attendance or uh, people cooperating, what would it look like to figure out where they are before you ask them to go anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So, hey, you should be committed and be at a city group versus, hey, I've missed you. What's been happening in your life? Just want to hear from you. Um, so you go to where they are before you ask them to get somewhere. Just, I just want to give that to you guys. And, um, and for those of you who are just in the city group as well, just be open to uh, letting people come alongside. That's That can be scary, but uh, we're here to love one another, to help each other just grow into who we are in Christ. And uh, Oliver, I was thinking about a lot of the support and stir. Holy Spirit brings change. And mm. we just, we're just we just kind of supposed to lock arms together, right? Mm. Which is great. Well, uh, that's our installment today for support and stir for foundations. Now, next time, we're going to be talking about how to study the scriptures. We're really excited about that. How about a few just thoughts for you listeners as you go? Um, when you think about a support culture, what's an obstacle for you right now? Do you lack empathy? Um, are you a hijacker and you make it about yourself? Why don't you just ask Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, would you just raise to the surface the things that maybe I'm prone to, at least in the past, and would you just put in me that pure spirit? Mm-hmm. And then maybe the same thing with a stir culture. Why don't we just say, Spirit, um, would you help me lower some of my guards? Uh, if you know you're a defensive person and you like to per- like kind of put out in front of people what you want them to see, uh, why don't you just prepare for group this next week by just saying, Spirit, would you just cause me to be willing to lock arms with people? And so I want you to lean into Holy Spirit. Oliver, he wants you to lean into Holy Spirit. Don't just try to fix things. But um, we know we're growing in health when our guard's coming down because we're trusting Jesus. And we know that he can use the people around us because our faith is the most dynamic in the context of community. Mm. Listen, we love being with you today. We look forward to being with you next time. Oliver, you want to say bye-bye? It was good hanging with you guys. (laughs) Adios. We'll see you next time.